Welcome back to Toby Talk. This is episode 47. I am your host, Dom. And before we get started, I have a few quick announcements with Audrey and Zafa. The Lions Heart Volunteerism Writing Contest officially ended August 8th. Thank you for all of the amazing submissions we received, and we will be reviewing them to determine contest winners. Decisions will be made soon, so look out for an email in the next few weeks to see if you are a lucky winner. Thank you so much to everyone who participated. We would like to give a shout-out to the Palo Verdes CA 2024 Boys Blue Group for getting out to help clean up the Avaline Cove Shoreline Park. Keep up the great work, guys. Another shout-out to Milford, Connecticut 2024 Girls Blue Group for assisting East Shore Middle School with school year preparations for the 2019-2020 to school year. Great work, girls. Also, please don't forget to follow us on social media. Our Instagram and Facebook is at Lions Heart Service. And for all our Lions Heart members, make sure to share your volunteer experiences through Instagram or share your story page on the website so that we can see your amazing efforts and post it on our social media pages. And if you haven't already, subscribe to the Toby Talk podcast on your favorite platform. You can visit our Anchor FM page for all of the available platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts, or just follow the link in our Instagram bio. This week's guest is Christian Esteban, Executive Director of Hoya, Scholars in Fullerton, California. Their mission is to inspire and prepare students from families of low-income communities in Fullerton to succeed through higher education. By supporting students through one-on-one mentoring, academic tutoring, educational workshops, college campus visits, SAT prep, and much more, Hoya Scholars aids junior high and high school students to fill a relational and knowledgeable gap for students and their families in order to help break the cycle of poverty one student at a time. So let's get to the interview with Christian. Okay, everyone, I am here with Christian Esteban, the newly announced Executive Director of Hoyas College. Congratulations. Thank you so much, Dominic, and uh, thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here this morning. Yeah, I'm excited to have you here. So let's get started, Christian. Uh, Please give a little bit of your journey into becoming the now Executive Director of Hoyas College. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I've been fortunate enough to be part of Hoya Scholars for four years now. I started out uh, four years ago as a volunteer mentor Mm -hmm. uh, to a middle school student. Um, after that, was brought into the uh, the program coordinator role, um, moved up to program directorship, and then after about 15 months of being on staff with the program, uh, headed into an interim director role, uh, and now just recently, as of this past month, took on the uh, executive directorship. Fantastic. And you're also a former AmeriCorps member? Absolutely. So that's how I first originally found Hoya Scholars, was through two years of AmeriCorps service. Um, I volunteered with Hoya Scholars to kind of bump up my hours a little bit, as we know, as AmeriCorps. Right, yeah. Hit, hit that wonderful 1,700-hour uh, mm-hmm. goal, I think, for our AmeriCorps VIP members. Um, I spent one year with Orangeview Junior High School in Anaheim, uh, and I, I had the opportunity to spend a year uh, curating an after-school college and career readiness program uh, for underserved youth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in my second year with AmeriCorps, had the chance to work with 1OC. Okay. Uh, and I'm sure you're, of course, you're very familiar with 1OC. Absolutely, yep. Um, and then being at the center of it all as a nonprofit resource center in Orange County, uh, was able to really get a good sense of what the true, uh, you know, spirit of volunteerism is um, in Orange County. And 
um, I've got to say, it's alive and well. You know, yeah. the spirit of volunteerism is alive and well, that's for sure. There are plenty of needs to be met in California, so plenty Absolutely. of volunteers. That they need. Absolutely. One of those facts that I never forgot coming from 1OC is you know, there are over 5,700 mm-hmm. nonprofits in Orange County. It's staggering. Yeah. And if you think about how much need there is. Growing every day. Growing every day. Um, but at the same time, you have, uh, you know, there's so much need, but... Um, you know, day to day, I'm sure you've seen, as we have, you know, there's just incredible individuals mm-hmm. uh, in this county who are just looking for ways to give back and raise up the next generation. So we're absolutely. excited to be doing what we're doing, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Now, we're going to go a little off topic, but how did you feel your AmeriCorps service uh, helped you prepare for your current role now, going into the executive directorship? Scholars. That's a great question. I think uh, well, AmeriCorps was sort of a, it was a lifeline. Uh, and, and so it was the my first foray into nonprofits. I had, I had no idea. I couldn't even spell nonprofit <laughs> Save uh, for before. Me, yeah. <laughs> I was with AmeriCorps. Uh, and really, I wanted to get involved in education. Mm-hmm. And so my, my doorway in was, was through education. Uh, what AmeriCorps was ever able to do for me uh, is show me that, you know, you can support youth mm-hmm. uh, and families and you know, civic engagement through the principles of education, and you don't have to work at a school. Um, you could work in a community-based organization um, and do really great work supplementing what the schools are already doing. Um, so I had a vision for myself to be involved with schoolwork. What AmeriCorps was able to do is quite literally open the doors to you know, dozens, hundreds, I would say, of local nonprofits and say, this is where you can get involved realistically, and this is that starting point that you can go off of to find success. Awesome. Now leading us into Hoya Scholars. What is the mission and vision of Hoya Scholars? Mission. And the history of Hoya Scholars. Absolutely. Bit. I'll give you the, uh, the nutshell version. Okay. <laughs> we're only about 10 years old, actually. So we're okay. now celebrating our 10th year anniversary. Happy anniversary. Exciting stuff. Thank you so <laughs> yeah. much. Appreciate that. Um, and so we were founded in 2009. Our mission is to inspire and prepare students of uh, low-income communities in the city of Fullerton uh, to succeed through higher education. Uh, and really what that means is we work with junior high and high school students in predominantly Hispanic and predominantly immigrant communities mm-hmm. um, to provide them the resources to have equal opportunity uh, to pursue a career through higher education. Okay, awesome. Yeah, yeah especially living in the Fulton area. I mean, there's so many great universities around that area, just in that small little corner of Orange Ab- County. Absolutely, and I'm glad, you, I'm glad you mentioned that too because we've, we've so often seen how our, our students, they have those experiences where, you know, they are, they're born in Fullerton and they're raised in you know, these, um, in these neighborhoods where there's mm-hmm. such great educational institutions, a stone's throw away, right. you know, Fullerton College and Cal State Fullerton. And, and yet our young people, they, they grow up not necessarily believing that those institutions are built there for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what we try to do is to step in uh, and rewrite the narrative in their lives. That way they are empowered to pursue those, um, that, that higher education um, and realize that those institutions, those schools are really are there for them. Yeah. Absolutely. And what programs do you guys provide at Hoya Scholars that help you guys meet your mission or fulfill your mission? Currently, we have three programs. We have our our junior high college readiness program, as well as our high school college readiness program. Uh, And then we have a parent academy. Uh, Just to get a quick sense of the types of services that we offer within the college readiness programs, uh, each of our 75 junior high and high school students engages in one-on-one mentoring, uh, one-on-one tutoring, uh, we take our kids on seasonal college campus visits, uh, cultural outings. We just came back from a day at the Anaheim Museo yesterday. Nice. And uh, a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, next week we'll be going to the California Science Center. Oh, nice. That's fun. Um, and they've got a special exhibit on puppies. So, <laughs> that's what the, so I'm telling the kids, we're going for the puppies, but we're staying for the Space Shuttle Endeavor. Yeah, there you go. Which is parked there at the museum. Yeah. Um, 
aside from that, we have our parents being involved with our mm-hmm. parent academy, um, really with the understanding that um, you know we could uh, do all that we, we can with the kids and with the 60 volunteers that we have. Uh, but at the end of the day, if the parents aren't leading that charge, uh, then it's much more difficult to uh, reshape that path uh, yeah. for, the, for the kids. Um, yeah, and so we have a lot going on in the science. Uh, just to round it out, our high school juniors uh, attend SAT prep uh, mm-hmm. completely for free. Uh, and our, uh, excuse me, our high school seniors uh, have a specially designated class for them called the Reality Changers College Applications Academy. Mm-hmm. You might remember how difficult the process was right, applying yeah. for colleges. It's, uh, sorry to break it to you, Dominic, it's gotten harder. <laughs> um, through, you know, test prep with, you know, SAT and yeah. ACT, uh, just through personal statements, FAFSA, financial aid, scholarship opportunities, and just the sheer price of it. Mm-hmm. And then just to round that all out, um, in a true sense, a lot of our families, in terms of, uh, they do have a lot of traditional cultural values. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it is daunting for them to uh, realize that success for their child might mean, for example, having them move away from home. Right. So oftentimes, in the best case scenario for our kids, that could mean emotional distress for our parents and families. Mm-hmm. So we try to be there every step of the way to make sure that um, everyone is taken care of. Right. Especially in Hispanic families as well. I can definitely relate to that. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, I, I myself, I'm from Northern California, mm-hmm. and I moved away from home to go to UC Irvine. I can tell you that. I'll never forget the day my family drove down in a, in a cavalry, in a cavalcade, I should say, <laughs> and, yeah, and, uh, and dropped me off uh, for day one at UCI because that was a, a game changer for our family. Right. Uh, and uh, certainly beginning to continue to change the conversation uh, for our lives as well. And hopefully yeah. you had a similar experience. Yeah, I mean, I'm in Casafortian, <laughs> so I mean, I literally was two exits away from where I live. Go so, Titans. Yeah, Tusca, yeah. dot, 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 you know, yeah, keep more Orange of County. Anteater guy. Yeah, yeah. So that's, you know, no yeah. yeah, so I threw both in there. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah. But uh, especially with the parent education, I know that's a big thing as well. So it's great you guys are doing that as well, mm-hmm. especially if it's a first generation type situation where these kids uh, are going to college and parents never had that opportunity or never really looked for that opportunity. Uh, I know I'm first generation as well. So for me, it was like I had to learn a lot of things really quickly to get into colleges or apply to colleges or you know, SAT prep. Uh, luckily, my parents as well were supportive and they were willing to learn. Um, get through all that stuff with me. So my sister had a lot easier than I did. I can definitely say that uh, going through that whole process again. But now I feel like trying to go back would be crazy. So you think things are getting harder. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so now you're as an adult, you have to go back and do everything on your own. But but, but you know what, Dominic? I'm glad that you you mentioned that because you kind of mentioned that you have a team that mm-hmm. was kind of built around you. Those are family members, and, right? You know, other relatives and um, you know mentors who kind of shepherded your journey along mm-hmm. the way. And we at Hoya Scholars, in terms of us being a particularly young organization. You know, we don't necessarily rely on resources that we may or may not have day to day. Uh, we don't necessarily rely on, you know, bells and whistles. Mm-hmm. What we do aim to do with our 75 kids and 60 volunteers is to simply bring in the right people to have the right conversations at the right time with our students. And so we really do value the, um, the, the power of people mm-hmm. uh, and building relationships. And I think just like you attested to, uh, that helps you get to uh, where you'd like to go. Exactly. Yeah, actually a great segue into, are there any opportunities for our LionsHeart teams, maybe older LionsHeart teams, maybe LionsHeart alumni uh, that are in college currently that can come and help out at Hoya Scholars if they're maybe in town for summer or, you know, just stay local and they can maybe help out with your organization? That is a great question. Well, hello, uh, LionsHeart uh, teams and alumni. Um, I'm glad you included the alumni in there, yep. too, because I think this could be even broader uh, than I thought. Well, for, uh, for, for example, our junior high and high school students, 
each one of them has a, a tutor mm-hmm. uh, as well as a mentor. So we do have uh, current college students, that could include some of your alumni, uh, who would want to come in and mentor perhaps a middle school student. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also do have, for example, middle schoolers who are struggling in um, subjects such as math and language arts, uh, where we've seen high schoolers, especially juniors and seniors, come in mm-hmm. to help uh, tutor our, our younger students in 7th and 8th grade. Um, in addition to that, in terms of more ongoing opportunities, mm-hmm. we are always seeking individuals to support through graphic design and marketing and things like that. Okay. Um, I am, uh, unfortunately, it's not my strong suit <laughs> when, when it comes to, you know, building up these wonderful, you know, portfolios and flyers mm-hmm. and graphic design and stuff like that. Um, we have Canva. Uh, I have no idea how to use it. <laughs> Do you have the login? I got the login. I have the login. Uh, we just got Adobe uh, Creative Cloud 2, nice. which I'm excited about. And again, I have no idea what to do next. Uh, so uh, graphic design and marketing. Um, in addition to that, we do try to have all that. We do try to engage our kids and certainly others within the community uh, in, in at least quarterly service projects that mm-hmm. include uh, local park cleanups. Um, Projects that we've gotten from 1OC as well include um, creating no-sew blankets mm-hmm. uh, that we then uh, give to the Fullerton Fire Department. Nice. Um, and also conducting school supply drives. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes you'll think about something like a school supply drive. It's difficult to see that as a project where it's like a one-day project. Right. It's very much an ongoing uh, project, but um, a lot of our students have been able to pursue the idea of, of conducting school supply drives purely because it's, I think it's a great crash course mm-hmm. um, in civic engagement. You're promoting an opportunity for a specific cause. Uh, you're bringing in a community uh, for one particular goal, and then you're, you're celebrating the uh, contributions. Right. Um, and then lastly, um, of course, many local nonprofits, such as I know Think Together here in Santa Ana, mm-hmm. um, they have you know, book doctor and book cleaning projects. Um, and so there's a lot of hands-on ways to get involved. Uh, we also encourage our students and other young people in our community to curate a community service project, and we would, are happy to uh, have a hand in that, uh, as well as pr- uh, providing additional support to our, our mentoring staff, mm-hmm. uh, leading and facilitating uh, mentoring meetings for groups of students and their mentors. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot going on. Yeah, it's, I don't know, yeah it definitely <laughs> sounds like it. So we, we definitely get probably some teens involved as well, you know, helping you guys out with any small projects or getting stuff done on their own. I know our kids have to do things on their own, you know, to help support other nonprofits in the area, especially since we're so large here in Orange County. I'm sure we can get a lot of numbers to come help you guys out, whatever you guys may need. So I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to that as well. Absolutely. What kind of experience do volunteers get or what do they talk about when they come and volunteer at Hoya Scholars, whether they're mentors, tutors, people maybe just help out on a daily project, whatever it may be? That's a great question. And and what I've gone ahead and done here, Dominic, is because I could sort of talk about the volunteer experience until I'm blue in the face. Mm -hmm. Instead, I actually brought a couple of quotes from uh, volunteers who have worked with or served with us before. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'd like to share a couple of those with you. It sort of speaks to the dynamic of what it's like to be a mentor and a tutor uh, to a young person in our community, especially in this day and age, yeah. uh, where we have a lot of our um, populations that are um, essentially invisible mm-hmm. and uh, don't feel hurt. Right. Um, so this is one from uh, from Marlene. Uh, shout out to Marlene. Um, As a mentor and tutor, I've had the opportunity to meet and work with intelligent and driven young women and reflect on my experience of becoming a college student and share my mistakes, regrets, failures, and successes. By sharing these experiences, I hope my students are able to connect with them and see that they too can find success. Um, so at the end of the day, what we're doing is we're bringing together a community 
of youth as well as mentors. Mm -hmm. So what we've seen, not just in our young people, but with our mentors, that they themselves are going back to where they were at that time in their life to reflect on what they've done, impart their knowledge, but also that's going to help inform them moving forward just as much as the kids. Um, and I'll go ahead and share one more with you, if that's okay as yeah. well. Yeah, we'll say Marlene also. <laughs> well, yeah, thank you. <laughs> She'll appreciate that. Um, and one more from uh, Kyriana, who's one of our mentors. Mm-hmm. Um, I am genuinely always motivated to work harder after attending any mentoring meeting, as I am fascinated at the workload and hours my mentees are willing to keep in order to achieve success in school. Often I am reminded of the things I used to worry about when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. In retrospect, I wish I could have told myself that certain things were not worth worrying about. It is proven that the purity of motive determines the quality of action. And that's a quote by Oswald Chambers. The purity of motive determines the quality of action. Every time I genuinely did my best, the results added up, and all of the excess worry was unnecessary. I am reminded of that when I work with my mentees, and I'm applying that principle to my life now. So again, we're we're taking that idea of um, we want our, our youth to believe that uh, as long as they do the best that they can, uh, they do have opportunity mm-hmm. to achieve. And again, circling back to the purity of motive determines the quality of action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Those are great, great quotes. I love our volunteers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds, <laughs> they like, they lo- it sounds like they love what they do too as well. That's awesome. <laughs> they are amazing. Um, so that being said, that, that really that sort of plays into that community dynamic that, mm-hmm. we, that we try to have. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely, hundred percent. I definitely agree. Well, in your own in your own words, Christian, what is the value and impact of volunteering, especially for youth or adolescents? Mm-hmm. I think um, if we're looking at the value and impact of volunteering, I think what I was certainly drawn to, and what and my my family inspired me to get into public service, um, and uh, what I what I believed originally, and it's only been strengthened since then, is that public service by nature as a concept is it promotes empathy. Uh, and it promotes other soft skills that are incredibly difficult to teach and incredibly difficult to acquire. Mm-hmm. Um, so empathy itself is a, va- is a, a tremendous value uh, that sometimes we don't see until we get a little bit older. Um, random question, Dominic. Are you a parent by any chance? Uh, I'm not. I've, <laughs> no, well, I, I guess I'm going to be a new parent. I'm going to get a puppy soon. So, oh, yeah. there you go. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, we got so, a puppy. What kind of puppy do you uh, get? Eagle. A beagle. Yeah. Beagle. I hear those are the smartest dogs in the world. They're very smart. Yeah. Is that but, true? Yeah. Uh, I actually didn't know that. So I don't know. I tell so you what. I'll be a parent. <laughs> you're a great guy. You're going to be, you're going to continue to be a great parent. Hey, I do, I do, I do what I can. <laughs> um, that being said, I, I'm actually not a parent myself. Mm-hmm. I am a child of a parent though. Yes. As I assume you are. Yeah. As well. Uh, and in terms of discussing. Most people. Most, most, <laughs> most if not almost entirely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, in terms of public service by nature promotes empathy. Um, how I've, I've traditionally viewed volunteerism is that the volunteer views the vulnerable and the volunteer views the world mm-hmm. and the need as a parent views their child. So for example, a lot of our mentors and tutors, they come in uh, ready to change the world and wanting to impact dozens and hundreds of kids. And, and what is so great is as soon as they walk through our doors, they realize that it's not going to start with hundreds, it's going to start with one. And so often we have parents who they realize that their entire lives have to be reshaped about bringing up this one individual, this one child. And they pour their entire, you know, blood, sweat, and tears uh, into this one child. So, so for me, uh, volunteering, especially as a young person, Mm -hmm. you want to teach yourself early how to empathize and change the life starting with one individual. Um, 
because that's going to then perpetuate the cycle and begin to impact others. Mm-hmm. I mean, with our kids too, I mean, you may think, you know, I'm 12 years old, I can't do much, but your impact on one person, that alone can get the ball rolling and then it comes in two people, a whole, maybe a whole group of people, handful, I mean, a whole city, it can be anything. I mean, mm-hmm. your small impact, your time, and your willingness to get out there and do something about whatever it is you're passionate about, whatever it is you see you want to help fix, that's an impact on its own. I mean, you're making an impact in even the smallest way, it's still an impact. Absolutely. Uh, one of our one of our families that comes to mind, the uh, the Aguilar families, they're really going to love that. Child. Shout out Aguilar. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, we have uh, two uh, high school students. Um, their names are Carmen and Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, who and Carmen actually just graduated from El Dorado High School. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so they've been in, in our high school college readiness programs for two years now, um, and. Their older siblings saw what Carmen and Francisco were achieving, what they were doing in uh, Hoya's high school college readiness programs. Mm-hmm. And Carmen and Francisco's older siblings, uh, Paula and Renee, um, decided to, you know what, I'm going to be part of this conversation also. They decided to step in, and now they are mentoring uh, middle school students mm-hmm. on their own. So now we have our high school students. Um, older siblings are involved with our middle school, school students. Um, and this was all really spearheaded by, uh, by their, their mother. Yeah. Uh, her name is, uh, is Lupe. She is really, um, in terms of this family unit and in terms of who this parent is, uh, they themselves are really reshaping what the college mm-hmm. readiness narrative uh, and culture is uh, specifically in the Garnet neighborhood where we serve okay. uh, in Fullerton. Fantastic. So it's powerful to see that trickle-down effect, yeah. how two can begin a program and suddenly it's not, it's not, it is a family affair and yeah. it is for so many of our families. Yeah, leading by example too as well. Absolutely. Even the youngest person can still lead by just by your example. You don't have to say anything, just go out and do it. There you go. Make an impact. That's how you guys started, right? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Cool. Basically, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty, yeah but in a nutshell, it's basically how we got started, yeah. So that's great. Um, and then another another student that comes to mind, um, his name is Christian, um, different Christian, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and he was also a an El Dorado High School graduate. Um, I had the pleasure of sitting, and he's a second year now at Cal State Fullerton mm-hmm. in business administration. Tusca. Uh, with there you go, Tusca, uh, with a concentration in entrepreneurship, and um, uh, and so after two years of college, he's been you know he's working, he's going to school, he's he's doing a lot. He's in over his head. He's the old, not in over his head. He's doing an amazing job because mm-hmm. he's the oldest of five siblings, uh, and he's helping his uh, parents take care of everybody at mm-hmm. home. Um, I had a chance to sit down with Christian a couple of months ago um, because Christian's story is so often one that we share with a lot of our newer kids, especially seventh graders. Mm-hmm. Um, so often to the to the point where when we bring in new seventh grade students, uh, we show them like a video of Christian uh, and his story when he was in junior high and high school, and they say immediately, "Oh, I know that guy. Yeah, I've heard his story." I've heard, I've heard the myth. I've heard the legend <laughs> of Christian. Um, and, and I let Christian know that his story, even though just a few short years ago he was a middle schooler himself, mm-hmm. his story is now affecting others immediately. And so in, in the last several years, it's been incredible to see how um, students who have been raised up through this program uh, are continuing to have that built-in legacy right. um, that others are, are drawn to and they want to emulate. Yeah, I mean, they see that, like, hey, he was in my shoes, you know, a couple of years ago. I can be that guy again. I can be that person, do the same thing, come back, and also give back as well. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, does Christian give back to Hoya Scholars? What does he... Absolutely, he does. Yeah. He, uh, we sat down, he, he talked about how, uh, how his, his perspective of Hoya has changed uh, since he, he completed the program as a high school graduate. Uh, so uh, as a, a burgeoning entrepreneur... Mm-hmm. Um, when he's looking at his, you know, his his newest 
or his, when he's looking at what he wants to preneur, I guess you could say, <laughs> um, he, he let me know, and I, I don't think he'll mind me sharing this, that, that he, he has things in mind, and I actually won't share the specific things. He has certain things in mind that he wants to make possible for Hoya. Okay. Not, you know, companies or not, you know, businessmen and women yeah. in our wonderful community, uh, but he wants to be the one to make certain things happen, to provide us with resources mm-hmm. and to continue that. Um, we can be there for his younger siblings and, and other kids in the community. Yeah. I mean, nonprofits are I mean, essentially usually started by an entrepreneur, someone that goes out and says, I see this thing and I want to do something about it. And they, you know, it makes enough of an impact on their lives and you know, they create a vision, create a mission. And they're off and running. And that's how we have some of the greatest organizations yep. that we've, we've ever seen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. So Christian, are there any upcoming opportunities with Hoya Scholars that maybe our Alliance or our teens could help you get involved with? I mean, outside of the things you guys usually do, but any big events or anything coming up? Maybe towards the end of summer or beginning of school, that's probably a, a very busy time for you guys. Absolutely. So we are we're actually we're getting together in the next couple of weeks. Um, with uh, We're doing a, a backpacking project. We're okay. putting together uh, a series of backpacks. Mm-hmm. Um, for the kids, okay. uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have school supplies. We're going to be able to pack, uh, do an assembly day, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. Um, we're doing that with New York Life, actually, so oh, nice. one of our wonderful partners. Um, later on throughout the summer and heading into the fall, we are going to have those opportunities to, uh, for example, tutor and things like that. Um, we do ask for, for example, a minimum of one hour per week. Okay. Um, so we do have two different locations in the city of Fullerton, mm-hmm. uh, but we do only ask for one or two hours per week. Uh, to keep it, you know, minimal and to be able to have it work with um, anybody's schedules. Um, in addition to that, what we've seen, and this would really be more for, I think, older high schoolers, um, we really do want to bring in uh, the greater community mm-hmm. uh, to be community advocates and family liaisons. Okay. Uh, what that means is we've had high school students ourselves who, 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 cont- who after intensive training, mm-hmm. uh, contact parents and families to let everybody know uh, what's going on, keep everyone updated in the loop. Right. Um, so that is something we always love to do is have our high school stu- students and parents be the ones to contact our families and to, and to manage those things. Okay. Um, in addition to that, graphic design and marketing opportunities. Um, of course, there are other incredible organizations in the North Orange County community. Yep. Um, I won't necessarily rattle them all off because then I won't be able to stop. <laughs> it's extensive. Um, but uh, we do want to be able to, uh, in any way possible, not just increase reach with our organizations, mm-hmm. but our sister nonprofits as well. And yeah. So we'd be happy to connect with your kids about those opportunities. Perfect. And how would they get in touch with you guys on how to do that? Is the well, website? Uh, that's a great question. Thank you for that lead. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, you can find us at hoyascollege.org. Uh, Hoya with the J. Hoya with the J. That's right. Thank you so much for saying that. Uh, Hoya, J-O-Y-A, mm-hmm. scholars.org. The J is silent. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Do you know what uh, Hoya in Spanish? Jewel. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And we very much, uh, because we serve the GEM district in Fullerton. Oh, and I was wondering why. There you go. And we very much see our, our students as diamonds in the rough as oh, well. Wow. Um, and so you could find us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, um, we are finally putting videos up on our, our YouTube channel. Fantastic. Yeah, I see the website. You guys have a lot of videos on there as well. Yes. That's looks great. Perfect. And then uh, to get a hold of us, um, just reach out to your friendly neighborhood, Dominic, and everyone <laughs> over at Lion's Heart. And what I love about how uh, you're all centrally you know, located here mm-hmm. in the county and you really have your hands everywhere. And so you're able to be that liaison to connect your kids yeah. to a lot of great opportunities absolutely. Uh, throughout the county. So thanks for being that uh, liaison and making life uh, easier for everyone. Yeah, also. absolutely. Yeah. And being that conduit for the kids. Yeah, of course. Like we give back, have our kids give back and we give back to the kids. You know, they, 
they do a great job out there, especially all over the place, Orange County. I mean, we're so saturated with everything going on here. Mm-hmm. So I know they enjoy, they don't mind driving as well if they're not directly in Fullerton, but so we can get enough kids over there to help you guys out. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> They're right out of 57 Freeway, so you guys, 5791, right? Intersect, so. 50, we're right on the 5791. Yeah. That's right, so you'll find us um, uh, right there on the east side of Fullerton. Then our second office is in central Fullerton, uh, just a stone's throw from beautiful downtown Fullerton. Perfect. Um, on the corner of Lemon and Commonwealth. Fantastic. All right. Well, good to know. Definitely. Well, I think we can wrap it up, Christian. So lastly, I'm going to ask you the same question I ask all of my guests that come on to the show. Do you have any pieces of advice that you would like to share for anyone looking to get started volunteering in their community? Yes. Well, that's a great question. Thank you. Um, I think that in terms of what what I've been able to see in a lot of our volunteers over the last few years uh, is that uh, what we we try to do with a lot of our volunteers, and I've mentioned this before Mm -hmm. uh, to the AmeriCorps groups as well as to... Uh, begin at a place where you could find some insight into who you are um, and who, what your strengths are and what you would be able to, I think, contribute in the best capacity as a mm-hmm. volunteer. Uh, so, for example, um, I recommend for anybody, uh, if you're pursuing an opportunity to volunteer or if you just want to gain some more personal insight onto who you are, um, and I kid you not, I would start <laughs> with Finder, Myers-Briggs, and Enneagram. Yep. Uh, these are all things that will inform um, who you are as a person at your core uh, and it will naturally allow you to bring forward your best strengths. Uh, that way, as soon as you start to volunteer, you could just hit the ground running straight away. Um, so I would say volunteer according to your strengths. Um, I would say nurturing uh, empathy from the inside out. So learn as much as you can uh, about the different organizations that exist. And also learn as much as you can about the different stories that are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and try to engage um, others in the same way that you're going to engage with yourself. Um, through these tools such as, you know, Enneagram and Myers-Briggs and things right. like that. Really try to get to the core of who people are um, because it's through empathy, empathy that you're going to have the best opportunity to impact others' lives when you do ultimately volunteer. Um, and then again, just to kind of round out what our conversation has kind of been about, it's um, sometimes we have to go to sleep at night realizing that there's, you know, the need is 500 and we've impacted 50, for example. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it is in nonprofit. Um, of course, I would just circle back to saying uh, there's power and strength in starting with one. So I would encourage our, any volunteers to start small uh, because uh, any uh, any legacy has started uh, with one person. Yeah. yeah. And it goes, I mean, if your goal is 500, you may not, may not be this year, may not be this week, but eventually it'll get there. I can I guarantee that it will. Yeah. Guarantee it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Chris, for coming on to the show. I really appreciate having you on talking about Holy Scholars. My pleasure. Thanks for having your me. insights. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Thank you. This has been really great. We'll have to do this again sometime. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) You bet. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Christian, for coming on to the podcast. And if you want to learn more about Hoya Scholars or are interested in volunteering with them, you can visit their website, Hoya, J-O-Y-A, scholars.org, or contact them on social media at Hoya Scholars. And also, a quick reminder to our Lions Heart members to log your hours over the summer with school starting. We don't want you to forget about logging your hours, so make sure you're focusing on those and also getting your projects done before school starts. Check out our newest blog posts, donate your books, don't throw them away, and volunteer craft ideas on the Lions Heart blog. The link is www.lionsheartservice.wordpress.com. We have a diverse selections of articles on there written by our Lionsheart interns and members that will inspire you in your service-filled life. 
From Nonprofit Highlights to Unique Service Opportunities, if you want to be featured on our blog, be sure to share your story with us and submit your unique story on the Lions Heart website. And for all our Lions Heart members, please don't forget to wear your Lions Heart t-shirt while volunteering and tag us at Lions Heart Service when posting photos of your volunteer activities on social media. We would love to share the amazing things you're doing, so please tag us so we can see your posts. All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up for us this week on the episode of Toby Talk. Thank you again for listening, and we appreciate you following along each week. So until next time, and don't forget to always think of others before yourself. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. So your jeans are ripped. There's souls needing to be mended. It's not hard. To help the less fortunate Even though you're still a kid And straighten your spine With your lion's heart You can change people's minds